Welcome back to another episode of Bullish Project. This is 16, 16 episodes, which is crazy because my friend was telling me that most people quit after episode seven, and we are basically over double that. So I'm pretty excited. Today we have a very important topic to talk about. But first, I actually want to talk about my weekly recap. And I might make this my recurring bit per se of the podcast, but I feel like it's nice to just check in, do a little week or weekly recap, and go from there. I'll tell you guys what I'm up to, you guys tell me what you're up to, and then we'll keep going, keep going through life. But this week, I had my friend have me, he had me, or he had me, him, whatever, on his podcast. And I thought it was pretty dope. We did an episode and it's coming out soon about all kinds of different things. And it was going to be me, my friend, and his friend. We all just sat there and talked. It was a great episode. It flowed really well. And it made me realize the importance of guests or the importance of co-hosts on podcasts. And I think what I'm going to do with this podcast is start introducing more guests. I actually have several guests that are going to be on this podcast in the future episodes and the near future episodes as well. But uh, I'm pretty excited. I know I can do this podcast on my own and hold my own, but having that extra voice to bounce off of, I know is very important and it helps the podcast flow a little bit better. So that was kind of like what I, my highlight of my week, uh, essentially, other than work, which everybody works on something at some point. So that is not shocking, really. But um, that's pretty much it. I mean, everything else has been normal stuff. But that was not normal doing the podcast with my friend. I thought that was really dope. And I, I can't wait to see the final product. Um, it, it was just such a dope episode to sit there and talk with people and, and have that conversation flow. To start this episode, I actually want to bring it in full circle so I have to build it up and I'm going to start with standardized tests and my problem with them. And I think they're a useful tool up to a certain point, but I don't think they cover the whole scope. And I think the last little bit that they don't cover is very important to both understand the, the differences between standardized tests and personalized tests and also the one thing that standardized tests can't do, and that's what I'm going to demonstrate for you today. So when you take a standardized test, it's standard. And basically what that means is everybody takes the same test. It's all the same questions, and everybody is expected to get this, those answers right to get the highest score possible. And then you're graded based on that test. And... Me personally, I like them and I don't. I'll tell you why I like them first, and then I'll tell you why I don't like them so I can give you both sides. I like them because it gives people a standard to stick to. It gives most people, for example, driving tests. It's very important to have a standard driving test because there is a certain level of knowledge that you have to have in order to drive a car. There is a certain level of knowledge you have to have to um, be on the road with with many other people with like several thousand pounds of moving machinery and and whatever you want to call it but 
you have to know the ins and outs you have and especially because you need to adhere to all the laws and right aways and all that stuff so i i like standardized tests because it gets everybody to a certain level my problem is once you get to that level everything past that is is no, no longer tested for and even if for example standardized tests in school which is my main point here you're taking a test in school and you get a 60 and somebody else gets a 95 or 100 even which is tough to do in most of those standardized tests but whatever we're just going on a basic scale i know act and some of those other tests are scored differently but say out of 100 questions one point a piece you get a, a, a score of 60 so you got basically 60 out of 100 which is barely passing in most uh, school districts in fact it would be failing in my school district but 60 is a d minus or d or whatever you want to call it 59 and below is enough you pass but barely even if you didn't get a 60 and you got a 50 and failed that would be considered a pretty low score and if you looked at all the scores as a as a student rather and say you're talking to your friends or you're talking to other people oh what did you get what did you get and everybody starts talking about it oh i got a 50 i got a 60 i got a 80 90 then subconsciously those people are going to start placing them in ranks based on where they scored which is how it's designed and that's part of the problem because those people are considered less smart when it comes to overall knowledge and overall intelligence because they scored a 50 or a 60 and you got kids over here scoring 85 90s 100s and it it makes it to where people look at the people who scored a 50 or 60 they look at them different than if they scored an 85 90 and that's my problem with it because standardized tests don't get the full scope of what you're good at they only get the scope of what they're testing you on and in general it's going to be gen ed stuff like english science whatever tests you take in those subjects whatever act sat whatever tests you're taking for um, graduation or college purposes it only grasps those few subjects and even then 50 to 100 questions doesn't begin to scratch the surface of somebody's knowledge and so even if you're failing school even if you're in college and you don't really apply yourself that much because you don't like it there is something out there that you do like that you will excel in it's just not what you're doing right now. Your mind is telling you that that's not what you want to do and you need to try to find something else to do or to focus on because if school is not your thing, you're not going to focus on it. And Gary Vaynerchuk said it best. I follow him a lot. He says a lot about school and, and tests and stuff. Like He used to like a, basically a straight D, straight F student. He was terrible at school and he still has report cards from when he was failing classes. Yet he's the most successful and arguably the greatest entrepreneur in history. So, you know, how do you scale that? How do you grade that? First of all, nobody cares about your tests or your scores or whatever after high school or after college. Nobody cares what scores you got. 
unless you simply want to brag about it, which is fine. It's something to be proud of if you've got like a 4.0 or something like that. It's, it's not something that you shouldn't talk about if you achieve that. But if you're on the same level as everyone else, as far as going to college or even graduating college, graduating high school, that's, that's it. Where'd you go to high school? Where'd you graduate from? And that's it. They don't ask you what your grades were. They don't ask you anything else. They don't do that for jobs. They, most people don't even do that when they're talking normally in just basic conversation. If they're somebody new and they're trying to get to know you, they don't ask those specific questions. So nobody cares. What they care about is trying to find out who you are and what you're good at. And that's, how, that's what you should care about as well, about yourself. You should care about finding your own niche and finding what you're good at and, and what you bring to the world, what your gift is. And you should pursue that. You should try to make money on it, whatever you enjoy and whatever you're good at. And if you can find both, that's even better. Because there might be things you enjoy that you're not good at and there might be things you're good at that you don't enjoy. But if you can merge those two, that's like literally the greatest accomplishment that you could have. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Because you can find something that you enjoy, but can you make money at it at the same time? Because everybody's got to have a living. Everybody has to make a living. And, you know, if you have something you enjoy, you're going to have to figure out how to monetize it. And there is a way to monetize everything. First of all, entertainment is a big industry. And it doesn't just stop at movies or TV shows or anything like that. It, it extends to YouTube. It extends to... Uh, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. That is also entertainment. It can be educational. It can be other things. Mostly entertainment. And you, if you can figure out how to monetize that, that is great. Because you can do whatever you want to do. It's a cool thing about America. It's a cool thing about the country we live in. In spite of all its flaws, especially as of late, which we did talk about a few of those on my friend's podcast whenever he uploads the episode Whenever he gets that done, we did talk about it. And as of lately, there has not been a brightish future for some people. They, they got devastated with the news that came out on Friday. But in the grand scheme of things, with the freedom that we have to pursue whatever we want to pursue, it, it's just incredible. It's crazy. And the reason why I talk about standardized tests and not really using them for 100% of your ability to like grade your own intelligence, like your own intelligence in general, you shouldn't use standardized tests to grade that. You should use things you're good at and things you're bad at. That's what you should use. And in fact, don't even focus on things you're bad at. Focus on things you're good at because you can get an intelligent person in front of you who knows pretty much everything to know about IT or technology, but then they don't know anything at all. And like, they're just completely ignorant when it comes to mechanic stuff, like cars and stuff like that. But they know a lot about technology. They just don't know how to fix cars. They're not a hands-on person. So how would you grade that person? It's, the simple answer is you don't. Because there's always a both, there's always a, you can do both, and you don't even have to. But like, you can be the IT and you can do pretty much everything in that industry. And you can also do mechanics if you want, 
But if you don't do both, it doesn't make you less smart. It just means that you're good at one thing and you don't have to do. Like you don't have to know based on the standardized test, the way they work, you don't have to know the full scope of things. It's good to have a general knowledge, but you don't need to be an expert in everything. You just need to be an expert in what you enjoy and what you want to do. That's it. That's all you have to do. And I'm starting to figure that out. Like if you want to start a podcast like me, go start the podcast. But the problem with standardized tests is that they don't get the full scope. In fact, going through life, you need to set your own standard. You set your own standard. When you're going through life and you get things that come in and out of your life, whether it's people or jobs or management or whatever, you get the opportunity to work with different people and you get basically their standards on stuff because when you work with them or when you hang out with them, you find out what's important to them and what their standards are. The, the thing is, you don't have to live up to those standards at all. You can l make your own standards. Now, the exception would be work, and I'm actually having this, not necessarily issue at the moment, but it is kind of back and forth, good and bad at work right now for me because I work in retail, so management comes and goes all the time. The manager I had for several years who had just recently moved on to a different position has, was a few months ago, uh, he's gone to another position and we've got a new manager and the new manager essentially has a different way of doing things, a different standard. And the standard that I was used to working under for two years was good enough back then, but now all of a sudden you get a new manager and you have to almost tweak it and you, all, and you have to change what you do based on the people above you if you work a normal job and that that didn't really hit me until after it, it kind of set in after about a month of working with my new manager first of all no hate I love my new manager and I'm not going to say names or, or anything like that but just to tell the story because some of you guys might be uh, struggling with this right now if you get a new manager or you get a new job and they have a different standard of doing things first of all you don't have to stay there if you don't like it because you can always do your own thing if you know how to make money at it. And that's what I would suggest if that's what you want to do. But there are some times where you need to tweak what you do day to day to be able to keep up with the management and what they want you to do. And to a certain extent, you have to if you want to keep your job. But to another extent, you can kind of be yourself. There's a balance and it's, it's tough to find the balance with new management. Sometimes they want to go on a power trip. Sometimes they just don't care about you at all. They just want to get sales or numbers at a certain level and that's it. They're super black and white when it comes to, are you hitting your numbers? Cool. Then everything's good. Are you not hitting your numbers? Okay. Now we got to like talk about it and, and, and go through the flow chart from that. So it just depends. But some other managers may look at it as circumstantial, like, okay, well, if they're not hitting their numbers, what's going on? If they're not, coming in on time, if they're not performing at the same level that they used to perform, if they're not putting in the work that they used to put in, what's going on with their life? And I think the best leaders in general are the ones that can tap into their employees who basically understand who they are and what they like to do and then build them up at the same time. And, and leaders tend to pull 
employees up with them when they grow a company or when they move forward, not yell down at them and keep them on the same level that they're on. Leaders tend to pull them up and grow those individuals even past the position that they may be in right now. If you have employees who don't want to stay at that level forever, which you know sometimes you really shouldn't want to unless, you've had, unless you have your dream job, but you should always want more when it comes to that. And your leaders, first of all, leaders, not managers or bosses, but like bosses and leaders are two different things. Leaders will pull you up and grow you as an individual. Bosses will just tell you what to do and that's it. And it's tough because you get a lot of different managers over the course of several years or, or even several jobs that you're in. Like everyone has a different personality, a different standard, like I was talking about. And adhering to new standards all the time is tough. When you get new management and the job you did years prior, for example, in my personal case, Everything I did was up to par, everything was fine, and then all of a sudden the standard changes and now I have to kind of relearn my job. Not necessarily relearn it, but tweak it a little bit. But if you don't tweak it instantly, it's like, then you get yelled at or reprimanded and it's like, I was doing this for two years, you know, I have a routine, I have a habit now. So what do you want me to do? Like, do you want me to just find another job? Like, you know, and it's some of those situations will come up where you, don't want that job anymore and that's the final straw so you just get to leave and find another job that's cool but sometimes the grass isn't always greener so you have to weigh those options where the job you have if you are switching like i've been looking at new jobs as well but all the benefits that i have would not be matched at another company with my uh, level of education um so you know i have to kind of level up my education to be qualified for some of these other um, jobs or whatever I want to do unless I do my own thing because you can always do your own thing in business and as, and as long as you're making money at it and you're making you know enough to live that's really all that matters so you don't need education for anything but some of those standard you know put that in quotes because we're basically the whole theme of the episode that standard raises when you want more pay. You have to do more in order to get more pay. That is bottom line. And I've been realizing that for the last several years, the job I had is great, but I've been complacent. I haven't really wanted more because I really like the job I have and I'm pretty low stress at the moment, which I'm grateful for as well because I know that it could be uh, a million times worse in terms of the daily events that I would have to deal with and I've, I've gotten complacent. I've kind of gotten addicted to that feeling of being able to clock in for work, not really have many issues, and just go on my day. This is probably one of the least stressful jobs I've had in terms of being able to excel at it at the same time without stressing about it too much. And I've gotten complacent. So then you have to reevaluate. Like, do you want to stay here or do you want to push yourself to the next level? And some of that next level um, requirements it might be college which i'm currently taking classes right now it might be a certificate it might be a license to get to that next level and you'll have to do things you don't want to do to get up to their standard if that's what you want to do now if you do your own thing you don't need 
that standard from that company. You might have to have certain licenses to be legal, which is different. But in terms of education, you wouldn't have to have a college degree and, and some jobs to make good money. In fact, Elon Musk said that he doesn't even look at resumes really at all. He doesn't even care if you have a college education. He doesn't. And I think that's good because it doesn't give you the full scope of that person or the work ethic or anything like that. And that's a point I'm trying to make. College degrees, even a lot of those things that are standard for those jobs, those don't even tell the whole story. But you get to tell your own story. You get to write your own book, essentially, and go through your own path and set your own standard. You don't have to stick to someone else's. In fact, you shouldn't want to because you're your own person and there's nobody else exactly like you in terms of what music you like, what um, pizza or, or whatever you like, what food you like. You know, I'm a big pizza guy. It's like There's no other person like you. So should, you shouldn't even try to be anybody else but you. So that's something to consider. I see a lot of people, I see a lot of people that end up looking at somebody else and, and what they do and they want to mimic that because it'll impress someone or they want to mimic it because that person is successful. So they want to do exactly what that person did. But the problem is you can't because it's not natural. You can only be yourself to a point where you're going to get to a crossroads every time in life when you, when you, when you get to a new job or a new opportunity. And it, and it goes exactly like this every time. Is it interesting enough for you to keep pursuing? Yes. You go down this path. Is it not? Then you say no and you go down another path. And then eventually you get to another crossroads. Do I enjoy it? Yes, no. no. And then you just keep going. But the problem is if you don't enjoy it, you can't fake it until you make it. It just And that, that whole saying is totally untrue. You, you just can't fake it because you can't fake the ability to want to do stuff. Most of the time you just do it because that's just part of who you are. That's what you want to do. And your priorities in terms of what you spend your money on. Some people like concerts and music and live music, whatever. That's what I do. That's what I like to do with my time. I also like to buy food. I like to go out and see new restaurants. But that's me. I wouldn't expect any, anybody else to be me because I'm me. Everybody else has to be their own person. And whatever standard, whatever kind of person they are is not you. You have to be you. Fuck their standards. Fuck who they are. Not in the terms of if they're your friend, fuck them. Like, No, you should care about them. But you should care about them enough to know that they're separate from you. And you shouldn't get down on yourself if somebody's succeeding before you are. You shouldn't get down on yourself if they have something else set up or they already have it made or whatever it is. Because it, your time's coming. You just got to find that, that drive and whatever brings you that drive, that's what you should pursue. Because we talked about this on the uh, episode that I did with my friend. Life, he, he actually quoted me from one of my episodes and I need to find out which episode that is because um, I, I didn't get any context when we were recording. But he said that I said life is fair and I, I agree with that because you get what you put in. Now, obviously, people are going to have it easier 
and people are going to have it harder. That's just how it goes. But at the end of the day, you have this line right here. You have a straight line of how life works. And some people are already up here. They're, they're a little bit above the starting point because they had it easier. Some people are below the starting point because they don't have as many opportunities. But the thing is, it's possible for everybody to get what they want in life. They just have to put in the work. And if I had to guess, that's what I was referring to. But I didn't get the full context. So I'll have to go back and check that out. But it was a good point for what we were talking about. It was a great point. Because your standard is important for what you get out of life, whether you want a lot of money so that you can buy your mom a house or, you know, have a better life for your family. And you shouldn't only chase the money. You should chase what you actually want to do and find out how to monetize it enough to be comfortable with your income or even beyond comfortable. Some people want to be rich and that's fine, but the only way to get there naturally instead of like the fake it till you make it stuff is to do what you like and do what you want to do that makes you happy and find out how to monetize it. Because if you chase the money, that motivation goes away at some point. Because once you get the money, what's left? There's nothing else driving you once you get the money. And you kind of have to figure that out. But, but you get what you put in. It comes back out to you every time. It may not take two months. It might take two years. For some people, it might take six months. For other people, it might take six years. Like It's not going to happen at the same time for everybody. Not everybody has the same opportunities at any given point. That is a part of life. But 100% of the time, you will get what you put in. Just, just how it works. And the harder you work, the harder it pays off. Especially when you're coming to like fitness, for example. Something I struggle with a lot. I could be fit. I could be in better shape. But I'm not because I don't put in enough effort to consistently see that growth. And I know that about myself. I'm trying to figure out a way to want to go to the gym consistently to make that happen. But it's tough for somebody who doesn't have that priority and who wasn't. Ah, that was weird. I said who wasn't. It was like in my brain just made my brain freeze. Anyway, somebody who wasn't raised with the wake up gym first, health first mentality. I wasn't raised that way, so it's not important to me. But I want to break that, that chain of events that followed my, my parents and stuff. Like, I want to be in better shape just physically. The only way to do that is go to the gym and get in shape. But it's tough. It's tough for me. I don't know why. I think it's just the motivation to get to the gym. I don't really care about what people think when I'm at the gym. That doesn't bother me. But I want to level up in a sense to where I can actually be fit and be in a healthy sense but that takes work and effort as well and that takes you setting your own standard first of all if you work for yourself most people who work for themselves have a higher standard than what they have when they work for someone else and that's because it's theirs you know when i do this podcast it's my personal podcast I want everyone to enjoy it. Now, I know people are not going to enjoy it, but I put in effort to find the topics and do weekly episodes because it's mine. 
It's not someone else's. It's not a job that I'm forced to do. So I put in more effort because I'm working for myself because it's mine. And that's important too. Sometimes what you need is to be the number one person and grow your own business. Because not everybody wants the same thing. So you got to find out what you want. But the most important thing to realize, the most important thing to understand is that you are always good enough no matter what. You just got to find what you're good at and excel in that. If you feel like you're not good enough, it's because you haven't found your niche or you haven't found your calling per se. Because like I said, everyone has different standards. And just because you don't live up to someone else's doesn't mean you're not good enough. It just means that they're a different person and they want different things. And that's totally fine. That's how life works. But I see it all the time. People get down on themselves. Oh, I'm not good enough for this person. That's fine. You, you guys have different tastes. You guys have different whatever it is. Just go your own separate paths and then find somebody who does like you for whatever, you know. And, and that's just relationships. It could be work too. If you join a new company as an employee and you're not who they're looking for and you realize that six months, a year down the road, then you just leave and find a new job. You find another job that would fit your needs and one that you can actually contribute to in a positive way. But it doesn't have to be a big deal. I know a lot of times as humans, we get emotional about that stuff. It's just you either like it or don't and, and that's it. You can always go a different path. And if you want it bad enough, you will make it happen when it comes to that stuff. And that, those are things I've just been learning the last several years. It's been crazy. And it's also who you know. It's, it's sometimes not what you know as well. We're talking about standards. It's not even what you know sometimes. It's who you know. If you can find people that have things already in place and you guys kind of have this connection and, and then that person is going to want to do things for you just because they know you personally, there's 7 billion people in the world. That person that you meet can't have the same level of, okay, I'll do this for you with 7 billion other people. It's just not possible. One, because of distance. Everybody lives in different countries and stuff. Two, because it's just... they don't have enough time in their lives to dedicate to more than just a few people at a time and put those people in their rotation. So if you meet somebody and you guys kind of have a connection to where you guys are closer, if that person has something that you need, they're willing to help you out with that literally most of the time. Like in my experience, that's literally what happens. And in the, in the case of this episode, that's basically the entire point of what I'm trying to make. Because you're eventually going to find your path and you're eventually going to move down the road of life and be where you're supposed to be eventually. And where you're supposed to be may not be where you want to be then you need to actively change that to get to where you want to be, whether it's you need to get the next level of education to be able to excel at your job and be a master at it, whatever it is. 
but you got to figure that out and you got to keep going. Short episode today. I had a really important topic and I want to talk about it, which was the standards. It's been bothering me for a while. And I wanted to get it out there. But in this case, we're finished with the episode. In fact, I said everything I wanted to say. And I think that this episode is very valuable for a lot of people who, who just don't feel good enough, who don't feel like they belong because of some standard that's not even theirs that they shouldn't even be worrying about. So if that's you, I hope this episode helped you. And if it didn't, maybe you can find somebody else who helps you. I'm, no, I'm sorry if that doesn't help you. But it helps me. Just not worrying about adhering to someone else's standard whether that's for work or friends or whoever. You just be you. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to be happy sometimes. It's just for you to be you and let everything else fall into place around you. Sometimes that's all it takes. But I'll leave you guys with this question. What standard do you want to have for yourself? What do you want out of life? And those two open-ended questions get your thoughts rolling on a Monday and finish the week strong. I'll see you guys next week for episode 17, I believe it is. Pretty sure it's 17. Let's see. It would be 17. I lose track already. And 17, 18, and 19, next few episodes, I'm going to try to work in some guests, and we're going to get some more topics and more flow on a conversation. And I'm pretty excited about it. So until then... I'll see you guys. Take care of yourselves. Peace.